Augusta County Sports Podcast is back. The Yak guys, Leland and Joe. I'm Leland, that's Joe, and we're going to start talking about what sports we did have to talk about. And really, <laughs> I know we don't talk much golf on here, and that and that's because Joe doesn't talk about golf, but that was kind of the, the biggest draw in sports this weekend, Joe, was the uh, Tiger versus Phil and throwing Peyton Manning on Tiger's team and uh, TB12 Tom Brady over there on Mickelson's team. Joe, did you even turn it on? Yes. Wow, I'm I was I'm shocked. I didn't even talk to you on text while that was on because I just didn't figure you were even paying any kind of attention. What did you watch? What did you think of it? I watched the front nine and the well, really the front ten, I guess, the first ten holes, and then I stopped watching it. Um, I watched that because I figured. Between that and NASCAR, that was probably it. I did watch some of the NASCAR race that night, too. I flipped over. When I stopped watching golf, I flipped over yeah. to NASCAR. Yeah, um, that's when I was going to be excited that I had it on two TVs and was going to have a good a good stretch of both within the rain delay. Killed it. Yeah, that was cool. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was... It was all right. Tom Brady made a pretty cool chip shot for a birdie. Um, after being terrible for after being terrible days. the entire day, and then he also made a pretty long putt to win a hole. Um, but really, they kind of—I was surprised at how uh, dominant Tiger and Peyton were compared to Phil and Brady. Uh, I think if it had just been Tiger and Phil, it would have been a lot more. Uh, a lot closer, but Tiger was tearing it up. Tiger, Tiger was, was Tiger was really good, and Brady sucks. Brady was bad. Brady I mean, was very I, bad. I'm not gonna lie. When Chuck was like, "I want Brady," I was like, "I don't know if he's that bad, but he's getting there. Like, he's not yeah. good." And then, of course, like you said, uh, or like we touched on, then Brady had that amazing chip that he made uh, for a birdie, which was actually, I mean, that looked like a professional shot. Oh yeah. Because it hit it the was, green, it had the backspin, and went right in. And I was like, oh, "That's pretty good." I didn't do it from the sand. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do it from the sand trap like I've done. But you know, it was all right. That far out. Uh, I don't know, Leland. I didn't have a distance. I'd have that you'd have to ask my brother. Not, no, no, I'm actually not saying it like I. I I'm just like, how far out were you? Because like, I mean, I've seen. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask my brother. He. It was at Bowling Green Country Club in Warren County. So you'd have to ask my brother. He probably remembers. I All I remember is we were playing best ball, and our best ball was in the sand. So that tells you how good yeah. my partner and I are at golf. Um, was it your second I, I don't, shot on a par four? I don't remember what he did. I, I Honestly, Leland, all I remember is we were in the sand trap, and then we were in the hole because I – chipped it out of the sand it hit the lip of the sand trap rolled straight in i flipped my club i wanted to leave then i was done we still hadn't we still had plenty of holes to go but i looked at my partner i was like that's that's the highlight we're not going to beat that today oh yeah but he was like no we got to finish and i was like okay whatever uh we were last we were four third out of three teams so but it, we, some chip yeah. ends, but mostly it's like off the green or somewhere relative like that was a pretty good distance out there for tom brady so oh, it would yeah. surprise me if yours was quite that far out, uh, you know, in that range, um, just because that's closer to the equivalent of like hitting like a hole in one kind of situation. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was an impressive shot, especially after being terrible. Uh, it was funny. And they called him out for it. Uh, you know, he got quiet. You know, <laughs> he was getting he holes two through 
seven or until that happened, he was, he got pretty quiet and he wasn't saying much and that got his mouth running a little bit. And it was better though, when, when they were kind of jabbing at each other and stuff, I liked the interaction between the players. And that's what I was excited about watching this for was just, you know, because Peyton Manning can just do that so well. I mean, they have a whole series on ESPN where he's just going around chatting people up. Um, And then, you knew the rivalry that had existed between them on the football field, you know, there'd be some jabs coming from that and they know each other's life so well that they could really, you know, take appropriate shots at each other. And then Tiger and Phil kind of do the same and how they played into it. I, I liked it. Um, yeah. Would I rather watch a masters than that? Yes. I'd rather watch, you know, meaningful golf more than that. But with, in a time where we don't have a lot to choose from, it was nice. And I, and, and it grabbed my attention and I, I watched the whole thing. I, I, you know, I'm not saying I didn't, get up and do something, but I, I wasn't feeling great on Sunday anyway. So I probably did sit there more than I normally would have for any kind of sporting event on Sunday afternoon. And, and I watched darn near all of it. And I, I thought it was a good broad, broad, good broadcast. I think I didn't really even watch the first tiger fill um, because of the pay-per-view issues and all that. And then I found out it was free and I still didn't go run into it. Um, this had me excited to watch it. Also knowing it was free to begin with. Um, so, yeah, I watched it and I, I thought I thought it was good. And, and yeah, I'm not going to try to say it was better than when live sports is back. You know, it'll it'll I'd rather watch a regular season Major League Baseball game right now. Yeah. But it was good to see. And I thought it, they did it well. And I, they raised a lot of money, which was awesome. So, yeah, the, the charity aspect was great. Um, as far as the NASCAR race, I didn't even watch the end of the NASCAR race because it just got to the point where that rain was a looking like it might be a factor there too. And I was like, I'm not going to sit through this push past midnight. I know that. And I, I didn't. Yeah. And the problem with what? a track like Charlotte for NASCAR, and that being one of the only tracks they've raced at right now is that that is my nightmare, a track like that, because it allows the cars to get super spread out and the leader can have a commanding lead, which happened numerous times in that race. And I know the end got kind of close and Chase Elliott took a pit stop and a caution and he never got back out to the front and it cost him the race because he had had a pretty dominant car uh, and Keselowski ended up winning. But for me, I was just like, no, this is why it would have been so much better if it had just been like Daytona and Talladega. In fact, if they only raced at Daytona and Talladega, I'd be fine. I know that's wiping out a lot of tracks, but outside of the restrictor, restrictor plate tracks where they keep the cars pretty much all together. Uh, I don't, I don't love NASCAR because it, the cars get too spread out the lead. You can figure out who's going to win within the first stage or two. And at that point, I'm not interested when I know the outcome or I can see the outcome coming from, you know, 400 miles away. I I'm not interested. It's hard for me to get too jazzed up about it. Um, now it ends up Chase Elliott didn't win, but when I see Chase Elliott has like a five second lead on the second place car, I'm like, oh, this is what I want to watch. I'm didn't banking. Right the end is that why he didn't win? Yeah, like when they went to caution or overtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it went into overtime and he ended up losing. Yeah, because he if it had been regulation, he would have won, but he knew he didn't have enough for overtime, and so he needed to get gas and he couldn't get back up to the front then. But, um. Yeah, it's it's just hard for me to get super into a race when the car or, or when a driver looks so dominant that it doesn't look like he's going to get caught barring some 
stupid thing that happens. Um, so just like it's hard for me to watch a football game if it's a 50-point blowout, it's it's hard for me to watch a NASCAR race when they spread out so much. And when you're, unfortunately for NASCAR, that's a lot of the tracks. So, Well, both those sporting events, uh, you know, last week, particularly with NASCAR, I didn't see the numbers today, but the golf did a good rating somewhere. They're both, you know, a benefit of mm-hmm. no other sports being on right now no baseball taking people away um no no uh nba playoffs happening right now like they normally would so uh, both those sports are getting good numbers right now just because they're the only games in town or, or one of the few games in town um it seems like a lot of sports are getting their plans together nba is kind of committed to this walt disney plan uh at throwing at least most if not all the teams there for a time period and then going into the playoffs there um baseball's closer and closer it it you know for as pessimistic as we were that sports is coming back um should come back but we'll leave that alone this week um baseball still has to get over that financial hurdle this week that financial hurdle is going to be something so i i don't know it just seemed like a lot of good news in that area for people that want sports back and uh you know i want it back because in my mind it signifies a lot of other things are going the right way so um it just seemed like a lot of news this week kind of pushed it that way that way a week ago when I was writing notes for this podcast, I had a note about the VHSL and like everything negative that you could throw, like any signals that you would want from VHL or anything else to tell you about fall sports was all negative. Like just get ready for it. Basically this week, a, a lot of those things on, on a, on a bigger scale, the national sports level seemed to get better. So um, I think there's a reason for optimism out there for people that, you know, want to make sure their, their fall sports look normal. Uh, you know, as far on the field, I, you know, fans going to be a whole different thing. But um, yeah, I, I thought a lot of positive news this week. I will say, I think the NBA's plan of having the game centered at the Walt Disney Complex makes a lot more sense than Major League Baseball's play in the home parks plan. I think that's a bad idea. I also saw where the NHL is entertaining a 24-team playoff return, which to me is stupid. So you're adding like eight teams to the playoffs, I guess four on each side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you're just trying to make happy those, you know, 10 seeds that, that weren't going to make it or something. I don't know. I could you, well, here's my thing. Could you imagine if one of them like, made a run? I mean, I get, I don't know. I guess you're just trying to make everybody happy. And in NHL, you, you get a lot of puck luck and a lot of things can go, weird i mean you see one seeds losing hockey like so you do start to wonder like what you know what could happen there nba if they're starting to get worried about that they already talked about those one game playoffs for that like nine eight matchup and stuff like don't don't get too far past something like that if you're worried about those marginal teams because nba it's all top seeds every single year i mean you're i can't remember the last time someone out of top out of the top four won a championship. I mean, it's been forever. Mm, might've been the strike year the year. The Knicks got to the finals as an eight seed was probably the last time that, a, I mean, it's, that it, they got to the finals and they didn't even win. Yeah. They didn't win, but they, they made it to the finals stories. And with the strong teams in each, in each side of it at, for NBA, it's just not necessary to add, especially four more playoff teams. So I hope NBA doesn't take a signal over there. I mean, they haven't really committed to only doing playoffs either. Mm-hmm. I think it's pointless to do anything about regular season. If you want to do some exhibitions to warm people up, fine. But past that, get to the playoffs. Let's go. No, I agree. All right. So Mac McClung, 
we just to review uh, our awareness of this kid, we covered him when he was a junior, and he lost to uh, then Robert E. Lee at the JMU Convo on Lee's run to a state championship. And then the next year, they played a rematch with Lee, but this time in the state final, and they won the state championship. And one of the, the most exciting nights of my broadcasting career, uh, just because of the atmosphere, um, you know, Patrick Ewan being over on the other side of the gym, which uh, he had bad news this week. He got he has coronavirus, so uh, thoughts out to him. Uh, you know, outside of anything with Mac McClung, you know, thoughts to Patrick Ewan there. But anyway, uh, so that's you know we saw Mac McClung when he was high school. We called his games when they were playing our local team, so we we kind of root for him. So he goes to Georgetown, which I think we both were liked. We you know that's a good you know mm-hmm. cool place to go. Um, he got a lot of court time this year, got a lot of playing time, and then all of a sudden he declared for the NBA. And it seems like that's when you and I kind of have been pessimistic about who's advising him or his choice making. So he was in that uh, NBA pool for way too long, it seemed like. And finally, I think last minute, pulled his name out. And he said, well, I'm not going to the NBA, but I am entering the transfer portal. And you and I kind of, what is he doing? Like, why are you leaving Georgetown? And uh, so then the teams that got thrown out, I think we talked about this last week, was Tennessee and uh, Maryland, and then we were talking about UVA and Tech. Well, Mac McClellan put out his list of what he's narrowed. Uh, narrowed is a strange word here. Narrowed it down to seven teams. Seven teams is apparently what these kids on Twitter narrow down things to these days. So seven teams. I'm not even going to go through them all. Uh, my favorite was when someone responded to all of his teams and, uh, you know, Brigham Young, BYU is one of the teams. Someone says he looks like a BYU kid. I laughed at that. Um, I think he's going to Texas Tech. I think that's that's where he's going to wind up. No, that's the furthest one away. I don't think that's where he ends up. Okay. Well, I guess USC would be further away. I'm watching it now. I'm trying to figure out who all of them are because I saw you listed Texas Tech. Auburn. Auburn, uh, Wake Forest, Memphis. Uh, I heard Memphis really strong in it, but something about Texas Tech has me thinking he's going there. Arkansas, mm. no. Why Their would you go to Arkansas? On Twitter, we're calling for him to come there. Why would you go to Arkansas? I don't. Who goes to Arkansas? Um, I don't. Georgetown for Arkansas is. Could you imagine but, if he goes to Wake Forest? <sighs> Talk about. Uh, you might as well stay at Georgetown, son. You're you're never going to the tournament. Yeah. Well, Hake Forest is a doormat, and I don't think that coach is any good. So, didn't they just fire him? <sighs> yeah. The oh, that's true. I guess they they have a new coach now. Yeah. Yeah. But. Mm, yeah, I don't know. They coach and they they fired him. I don't. Man, that program really fell on hard times, didn't they? Yeah, from the Tim Duncan, Chris Paul, even they they went to that Final Four. Uh, God, I was in college when they went to the their last Final Four. I thought, but yeah, they've been decent since since Chris Paul. So yeah, but I mean, since then, man, they've been terrible. They they went bad fast. Um, but so where's Matt going? Give us the insight. Uh, boy, you almost want to say Memphis, don't you? Just because. So maybe he can get he can get rich. <laughs> everything everything surrounding Memphis, but um, I don't know. Auburn just seems to be that just seems to be a a thing. It, it just feels like Auburn to me. 
Maybe you're right. Maybe he does go to Texas Tech. But I, to me, that doesn't make sense. I think Auburn, I think Wake Forest, if he wants his family to still be able to see him play, I think Wake Forest makes the most sense. I don't know how much that matters to him. Uh, in terms of NBA career, I don't think it matters. Uh, he's not playing in the NBA. So, but if he's if that's what he's basing his decision on, probably Memphis because Hardaway uh, probably has some connections. But you yeah. might not be going to the tournament there either. You might lose the eligibility of playing in the tournament. You know, right right there at the beginning, the team might. Uh, yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I thought the top seven thing was so stupid. I hate yeah. all of it. We talked yeah. about that last week, but I hate all of it. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So hopefully he decides soon. I, I guess he's got to choose sometime pretty soon because he's got to get enrolled at this next place. So yeah, we'll see where he goes. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it when it happens. All right, let's uh, we're done with the A block. Let's get on to something else. All right, this week we have a bracket from a listener. Jeff Wright gave us the hard music bracket here. Uh, we have different brackets. We got one hit wonder region where I I, just, I like that he's a little all over the place, and you'll hear it in a second. But then we have the Elton John region, the Lionel Richie region, and the Billy Joel region. And all three of those are some very tough regions that we will try to make our way through. But we'll start off where it's uh, probably a little more negotiable here in the one hit wonder region. Uh, we thank Jeff for doing this. Any other listeners want to give us a bracket, we will do it. He was a busy man this week. He was uh, giving away his daughter for marriage this week, and he still found time for the Act Sports Podcast. That's dedication. Uh, so we appreciate Jeff always, but especially this week, and congratulations to him and his family. But let's jump into this bracket, the one-hit wonders region. Joe, I'll let you run through it for us. All right. The one seed in the one-hit wonders region is the 2005 hit from Daniel Powder bad day and it is going up against a 2000 hit from the Baja men the eight seed who let the dogs out and the deciding factor here uh for me is and this is going to be a deciding factor in a lot of these matchups um our memories or stories attached to these songs and for me for me uh i was the pa announcer for the american legion baseball team in winchester post 21 and we we played music for each batter intro for the home team. And that got the away fans mad because though I didn't play music for their kid, even though they don't seem to understand how home versus visitor works yeah. because they're idiots. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're idiots. Uh, these are high school and college kids, by the way, and their parents are upset about this. So obviously uh, very privileged people, but anyway, the kids on the team, one of the kids on the team who would later go on to play baseball at Virginia tech, uh, had an audio file on there, and he's like, hey, play this if we rock this pitcher tonight. And they were, it was the rival, uh, and the file was named Opposing Pitcher Taken Out. He doesn't tell me until right before the game starts, so I can't check it. And in my head, I was like, okay, well, if I start it and it sounds like it's going to be a problem, I'll just shut it off real quick. They had it queued up perfectly. And sure enough, that night, they rocked this kid. He gets pulled in the second inning. And the team down in the field, this doesn't help. The team down in the field goes, play the song, play the song, play the song. So I'm like, okay. So I play the song, queued up perfectly. You had a bad day. And I 
I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. The uh, our team is laughing. The catcher turns around and <laughs> gives me like the what gives a uh, shoulder shrug. Uh, the manager comes out. I quickly shut it off. The manager comes out, uh, is complaining to the umpire about it. <laughs> the umpire said he already shut it off. What do you want me to do? <laughs> um, and then the the whipped cream on top is the kid's mom <laughs> comes up to the press box, <laughs> comes in the press box. This was a real problem. Uh, we had no security. Parents came up all the time. Uh, this parent came up into the press box and was like, who's running the music? And we, there was another kid up there doing the scoreboard. And I turned around. I was like, it was me. And uh, she goes, well, that was my son. And I didn't appreciate that. And it took everything in me not to laugh in her face. And she said, well, do you have anything to say? And I didn't say anything. And she ended up leaving. And the other kid is laughing. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, what were you thinking? And I was like, the only thing in my head was when she said, do I have anything to say was, well, ma'am, your son did have a bad day, <laughs> which I think would have maybe gotten me murdered. So I didn't say that. But for that reason, bad day advances. Bad day advances for me, too. I had a much weaker story. So you you got it there. That's a great story. Also, I hate who let the dogs out with a passion. Mm. So. Even though I reference it basically anytime a dog is let out. But. Yeah. <laughs> the four seed in this region is Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy, the 1985 hit, going up against the five seed, 1992 from House of Pain, Jump Around. Jump and, Around is, yeah. is an all-timer. It's just an all-timer. And uh, it's it's probably under-seeded here. It's an all-timer. It's, it's, it's the number five taking out the number four on mine of Eddie Murphy. And, uh, yeah, House of Pain, that song comes on in stadiums all the time, everywhere, and uh, it still gets good reactions. The kids love it even still, so Jump Around's going to advance here for me. I agree. Um, great tune, Jump Around, and uh, it's going to beat Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. The two seed in this region by Wild Cherry from 1976. It's Play That Funky Music. And the 7C, the 2003 hit from Fountains of Wayne, Stacy's Mom. And for me, it's going to be Stacy's Mom. I love that song. <laughs> now, I got the two seed, play that funky music. No. Uh, too many too many times I've seen the local bands from, from the Augusta County. It's an Augusta County song right there. You, you hear they play Celebration. They play play that funky music. I mean, they just, they like getting it out there. Heard it wasn't too many times not to advance it here. Uh, Stacy's mom even probably uh, felt inappropriate in, even at the time when it came out. So it's just hard for me to advance it here. Nah, I love it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on to the second round here. It, nope. Yes. Oh, no. Sorry. I had already filled out my bracket there. Um, the three seed by Ides of March, the 1970 hit Vehicle, going up against the six seed from Walk the Moon in 2015, Shut Up and Dance. And Shut Up and Dance can shut up and get out because for me, it's Vehicle and Ides of March. That's a great well, band name, by the way, too. That is a good band name. It's a shame they couldn't have uh, been out there a little bit on a couple more hits, you know? It's a one-hit wonder bracket, and 
they yeah. didn't stay around long enough. They no. wasted it. Uh, good name wasted on a one-hit wonder. I'm going to go with Walk the Moon, though. Uh, it came out, and uh, my oldest was a little one then. And uh, so it's probably the memories that are, are going to advance us. Sure. I vehicles a great, it's a good song. It's a great song. But that was like one of the first ones she was just really dancing to. And we put it like you could just put that song on and it got her grooving every time. So it, it's purely emotional. Shut up and dance. Walk the moon. It's going to advance in my bracket. Fair enough. All right. Now we're in the second round and we both have bad day versus jump around for the lengthy story reason again i'm going to advance bad day over jump around even though i do appreciate jump around and house of pain rocking stadiums everywhere jump around's gonna advance here for me it's just too solid i don't know how they didn't have another hit yeah but they didn't stacy's mom <laughs> versus vehicle uh for me it's stacy's mom the lyrics make me laugh i love it i think it's a hilarious song and uh for that reason Stacy's mom. Uh, I have the two different ones there. I have play that funky music versus shut up and dance. And this is where I take play that funky music and advance it. Cause it's an all timer song. It, it really is. And that's why I have two all timer songs, play that funky music versus jump around in my, in my region final here. All right. Well, the story's not good enough to advance bad day for me. <laughs> Stacy's mom gets into the final four and is the winner of the one hit wonders region for me. I got jump around advancing. It's just any, any stadium CD you're going to get, it's going to have it on that. Um, you can go to games anywhere it's on and you hear it on the radio. You hear it in movies. Happy Gilmore has it in there. Solidly jump around going to win the one hit wonders region. All right, let's move on to the Reginald Dwight region, better known as Elton John. And the first one up from Sir Elton the number one seed from 1972 is Crocodile Rock going up against the eighth seed from 1983. I'm still standing. Who you got, Leland? I thought all these three brackets with individual artists were hard. I thought the Elton John was the hardest. And I'll just say it now. There's probably two Elton John songs that I would put ahead of any of these that I'm glad aren't in this bracket because it would have only made this bracket even harder. So I'm actually thankful that they're not in there. Uh, and um, so... Um, here, the number one seed, Crocodile Rock, is going to advance for me. I'm still standing as a great song. This is a this is a heck of a 1-8 matchup. But Crocodile Rock, I found myself where it was a slow song versus a fast song. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I have the fast song advancing. I guess that was the mood in when I was filling it out. Here, I have the same. And they're both that fast here. But uh, Yeah, just, I was going to say. Crocodile Rock advances here. Yeah, I was going to say. Neither one yeah, I'm still standing as a good scene in the movie Sane, the animated movie from like five years ago yeah. with the pigs and the koala bears has I, a really good scene with that. But uh, yeah, Crocodile Rock wins. I haven't seen that movie all the way through yet. I need to go back and finish it. Um, but I like I'm Still Standing. It wins in an overtime thriller for me. Uh, oh, I wow. just like it better than Crocodile Rock. Uh, I think it's a better song. So for me, I'm Still Standing moves on. There you go. It's still standing. <laughs> Moving on to the four seed. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me from 1974 going up against Can You Feel the Love Tonight from 1994. And you don't even have to ask. It's in The Lion King. It's got to be Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Yeah, I knew you'd pick that. And I actually did go with Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Great song. I actually listened to them both to decide which one I was picking right here. 
And it just hit me that I thought Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me was slightly better. Hmm. I mean, it's a good song. It's a, it's a great 4-5 matchup. matchup. Yeah. Close matchup. But I, think, I think you could tell that Elton John was writing for something for the, for the Lion King. And on the other one, I think he was a little more free to, to have the lyrics go the way he wanted to go. Okay. The two seed is Don't Go Breaking My Heart. It's his hit with Kiki D. And going up against that is Candle in the Wind from 1987. For me, this is going to be an upset. I love Candle in the Wind, um, especially now it's not the 1987 version, but the other version that he ended up writing. Uh, 98, 97. For Princess version. Diana's Funeral. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to take candle in the wind and advance that past. Don't go breaking my heart. And I think this is, uh, partially what I was looking ahead to here was fast versus slow. I'll, I'll probably admit candle. The wind is probably a, a better musical song, but I don't know if I'm choosing between which song I'm going to click on while I'm riding down the road, it's going to be, don't go breaking my heart between the two. And so that's why I went with it. The three seed is. Philadelphia Freedom from 1975 and the sixth seed, also a 70s hit in 1972, Rocket Man. And Rocket Man rockets into the second round past Philadelphia Freedom for me. Uh, I love Rocket Man. Yeah, I actually did have Rocket Man here. I think I went against myself a little bit. Rocket Man's a great song. All right. So for me, I have Still Standing versus Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And this is where Still Standing does not still stand because I love The Lion King, and therefore, Can You Feel the Love Tonight gets into the final. That's a Crocodile Rock. I think I, was, I listened to Crocodile I listened to pretty much all the Elton John songs tonight, and that song did kind of get me going a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Candle in the Wind versus Rocket Man. I love Candle in the Wind. So for me, it tops Rocket Man and gets into the region final. I took Rocket Man here. Wow. And Can You Feel the Love Tonight versus Candle in the Wind. It's Can You Feel the Love Tonight. See, it doesn't surprise me you have Lion King winning. I took Crocodile Rock. But Benny and the Jet not being here in this bracket Mm. saved me a lot of songs because I would have been advancing that song like crazy. Mm. We sing that song to the kids. Like when Peyton was an infant, we would sing that her just kind of yell Benny at her. Her name's not Benny, but we'd yell it at her. And then when we go to the pool now, like even, I mean, not this summer yet, but like last summer, there's a jet in the pool and it's, and it's called Benny, like Benny the jet. And then we also cross over to Sandlot and we call it Benny the jet Rodriguez. So we combine Elton John and Sandlot. And so that's our jam. So that would have been my number one out of Elton John. If it was even included, I don't care if it was the eight seed, but crocodile rock takes it here. Cause it's a jam. All right. We move on to the Lionel Richie region now. Who did you have winning? You have you had Lion King. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the one seed from 1983 is All Night Long going up against another 1983 hit, number eight, Running With The Night. Uh, so night is a theme here in the 1-8 matchup with Lionel Richie. I'm going to take All Night Long uh, beating out Running With The Night. I got a T-shirt with Lionel Richie's face on it, and below it says All Night Long. It was for college. All night long takes it here, too. All right. There you have it. Uh, Say You, Say Me is the four seed from 1985 going up against 
the five seed, three times a lady, which Lionel Richie performed with the Commodores in 1978. Uh, this is another story. Uh, you remember when Pokemon Go was a thing? Y- yes. Okay. So this, I have to give credit to my brother here. Uh, our younger cousin uh, is super into Pokemon Go. We dabbled uh, when it first came out. My brother ended up, uh, he was still finishing OT school, I think, at the time. Um, so he was on a college campus, which meant that there were a lot more things to catch. And he ended up catching a Pokemon called Mankey three times. <laughs> He's got three Mankeys. So our cousin said, how many uh, how many Mankeys do you have? I don't remember why he asked about Mankeys, but he did. And so instead of saying once, twice, three times the lady, Brad <laughs> goes, I've got one, two, three times a Mankey. <laughs> and I loved it. Our cousin didn't get it. I did. His father, our uncle, got it. So for that reason, three times a lady beats Say You, Say Me. I got Say You, Say Me. I got no nerdy Pokemon story to go with it, but I got I got Say You, Say Me. I'm here for the fans. Uh, <laughs> I, I think a lot of our fans might need to have what Pokemon Go explained to them was. So. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know Pokemon, you're not going to get it. Uh, I don't know. That wasn't I mean, that I, long ago. I knew of his existence. I never participated. It wasn't that in long that ago. Game. There were plenty of stories about kids. Yeah, I was going to say there. I did. Yeah, there were plenty of stories about people getting hit. Yeah. Um, number two, <laughs> the two seed is Endless Love with Diana Ross from 1981. Number seven seed is Stuck on You from 1984. Endless Love with Diana Ross gets into the next round for me. If I'm in other brackets advancing just because of Happy Gilmore, I'm advancing here Endless Love because of Happy Gilmore as well. That scene where him and the mom from Modern Family are playing hockey and uh, shooting the puck. And then there's it goes and the song's playing. Oh, wow. I had forgotten about that. It goes to the Zamboni, Zamboni driver, mm-hmm. and he's like mouthing the song in the back. It's so funny, so great. It advances. All right, I forgot about that. Wow, good call. The three seed is "Hello" from 1984, and the six seed is "Dancing on the Ceiling" from 1986. I love the song "Hello," but "Dancing on the Ceiling," I like it more, and it advances. Really, the toughest matchup of this first round for the Lionel Richie, I think. It really could have gone either way. I'm saying, we're talking UConn-Syracuse here, six overtimes, just all-nighter at Madison Square Garden. But one night, a couple years ago, Jimmy Fallon had Lionel Richie on, and they part reenacted, kind of went a different... I mean, it was just... It was was honoring the music video for Hello, and it was Jimmy Fallon, and he's doing a clay head, and uh, singing this song, and then all of a sudden Lionel Richie's head is the clay head from below, but then Lionel Richie can't keep it together. He's just cracking so much because it's it's so ridiculously funny. I was rolling, laughing. I believe my, I think she was pregnant at the time. Wife was not happy that I was waking her up with my laughing at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, but I was rolling laughing at that. And just because of that uh, callback from Jimmy Fallon, it just gave it that edge that I have that memory from that song that I was just rolling laughing because of it. And it's a solid song. I know it's a slow one, but it is a solid uh, song. And uh, I, I advance it here just because of 
that good story for me. Okay. Second round, I've got all night long going up against three times a lady. And for me, it's all night long. Uh, it's just a really, really great song. And uh, three times the lady. Unfortunately, the Pokemon Go story can't get it into the region final. All night long, easily right here. That's it's just like a, one of those second round letdowns. You think, oh, this will be a good matchup. No, all night long just whoops it. Endless love gets taken down by dancing on the ceiling. For me, uh, it's just dancing on the ceiling is amazing. I love that song. Endless love has Diana Ross. That earns it an extra victory. It's just wow. the bench that you can't, that Hello can't compete with, that Dancing on the Ceiling can't compete with. Well, you're wrong. Endless Love advances. We got All Night Long versus Endless Love in my bracket. Okay, well, you're wrong, but that's fine. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. All Night Long is against Dancing on the Ceiling, and I'm going to take All Night Long. It is by far my favorite Lionel Richie song, and All Night Long gets into the final four. When Jeff Wright said he was making us a bracket, he was talking about the, the individual artists that would represent some of the regions. When he said Lionel Richie, I said, well, all night long is going to win that bracket. Yeah. Like that, I didn't care where he seated it, what he thought of it. It was winning the region. It wins the region even after he puts it together all night long. The best Lionel Richie song of all time. All right, now let's get to the best region in the tournament, the Billy Joel region, a true American icon and hero, a songwriter of a generation. The one seed, it's still so rock and roll. Got to know if, if listeners aren't aren't familiar with Joe. I mean, we've talked about it in some individual podcasts, mm-hmm. but Joe is like an all time Billy Joel fan. Like this is kind of unfair yeah. to throw this at me. Like when Joe's told me about his Billy Joel fan, I I'm not a fan of any individual artist as much as he's a fan of Billy Joel. He took all of his songs and mm-hmm. ranked them one time. We did. I I can do that with Ninja Turtles. I can't do that with musical artist songs. So uh, I'm way out, outmatched here. Um, I, honestly, I think Jeff Wright would probably, uh, would, would get backed up into a corner by Joe when it comes to Billy Joel, but he put out his good effort here, giving us eight songs. Joe will probably tear it apart. Joe, I just remind you, Jeff, we thank you for doing this. No matter what Joe says in the next five minutes, uh, I'm not going to tear Jeff right, down. Look, yeah, I'm not going to tear Jeff down. This is why we need other people to make the brackets, because if I made the Billy Joel region, I would put my top eight and it would be one, four, two, three. One beats four, two beats three, one beats two. So uh, that's why we want other people to give us their brackets. His top eight Billy Joel songs, I only have one of those in my top eight. Uh, so I I differ. Um, I don't know where he would put my number one song, though. So uh, Jeff will have to put that in the comments, and I'll reveal my number one song when we're done here uh, with this region or introducing the region. I guess Uh, the one seed for Jeff is the 1980 hit. It's still rock and roll to me going up against the eight seed. Leave a tender moment alone from 1984. Both of these good songs, but for me, it's still rock and roll to me is going to win over leave a tender moment alone. I agree. Still rock and roll to me. And with my Billy Joel memories, it's going to be a lot of just what I remember on the radio when I was a kid. Uh, hearing it on, you know, the, mm-hmm. the rock pop channel in my dad's truck or something like that. And uh, yeah, it's still rock and roll to me. I can I can hear playing through that that radio. So it wins here. Yeah, you can hear both of those on the radio nowadays. Actually, I've heard both of them on the radio within the last couple weeks. Um, the four seed for me is just or not for me, but for Jeff is 
Just the Way You Are from 1977 against the five seed from 1983, Uptown Girl. Now, I think I know where Leland's going to go here, but I'm going to take the other one. Just the Way You Are is such a beautiful song, uh, and that one is going to beat out Uptown Girl for me, which um, is not in my top 10. I'd have to go back and look. I'm not sure it's in my top 20. Um, to me, I think Uptown Girl is one of the more popular Billy Joel songs that I think is a little bit overrated. That's the problem with some of those kind of iconic songs from uh, different eras. It, it it gets attached to those artists and it can kind of take a bigger, a bigger draw than what, you know, someone like you that like, you know, pretty much anything Billy Joel puts out, you're going to like it to a point. Uh, but Uptown Girl is an iconic song and, and I've advanced those previously in this bracket. So I'm advancing it here too. Uptown Girl is going to advance this round for me. The two seed from 1989, great year. We didn't start the fire going up against the seven seed from 1973, Piano Man. Piano Man is the only song in this region that is in my top eight. We didn't start the fire. I can I can run through the entire song and nail it. Um, but I'm going to take Piano Man here. It is the quintessential Billy Joel song. When you ask people, who, do, what song do you think of? Uh, in terms of Billy Joel, Piano Man is probably going to be the song uh, if it's not uh, Only the Good Die Young or uh, yeah, that would be another one I would think would come to mind. But Piano Man is going to win here. It's the song he plays, usually the last song he plays when he's on stage. The entire crowd sings along in the chorus. And uh, I've seen Billy Joel one, two, three, four times now. Um, he's done it three of the four times as the last song, but each time he does it, the crowd sings the chorus and the, the band will cut out the last time through and it'll just be the crowd singing and it is goosebumps every time. Uh, and piano man is going to beat out. We didn't start the fire. I'm not denying that piano man might not be one of his best songs. We talk about riding around in a car in the eighties with my dad. I, that we didn't start the fire was probably my favorite song you know, late eighties, early nineties. I mean, mm. I was just like, I love you that and Jeff. Song. Jeff's I, got his is too. I love the fast part. I love, I, I just loved it all. It's just something really Let's drew say, me in on that song. The fast and, part. Uh, it's all fast. <laughs> I probably appreciate piano man more now, like, you know, as an adult or even college, when I came to came back to Billy Joel and, you know, downloading Billy Joel songs illegally, I probably appreciate that song more, but like just that draw from like when I was a kid, on what we didn't start the fire was. Um, I remember listening to it like on the way to a soccer game one time. And I remember like, it kind of, it just fired me up. And that was probably the first time I remember like a song affecting me for like a sporting event. And that's like something athletes try to capture all the time. I mean, you see Michael Jordan on the bus bobbing his head. Uh, now I got to make this meme where he's doing it to this, you know, you see that like all the time. And I think that was my first memory of a song kind of getting me pumped to, uh, go kick a soccer ball around a field and hopefully score a bunch of goals. I, I might not have. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to have, we didn't start the fire advance there. Acknowledging everything you said, I'm still advancing this one here. So, okay. The three seed from 1983 is tell her about it. And it's going up against the six seed from 1993. It was for quite a while. The last hit that Billy, well, it still is the last hit that Billy Joel probably had. Uh, his latest song is not a hit. Um, 
And for me, it is the River of Dreams. Uh, I love that song. You might not recognize it by the title, uh, but it's... I go walking in a, in a river. In the middle of the, yeah. Um, in the middle. It's been a while. Yeah. Thanks. Um, that's River of Dreams. Uh, and for me, River of Dreams beats out Tell Her About It. I think River of Dreams was just outside my top 10. Uh, it, I think it was in the top 15. I'd have to go back and look. I, it's been so long since we did those rankings. But for me, River of Dreams beats out Tell Her About It. I have River of Dreams advancing, too, just because it's so memorable. And I guess that, I mean, it being kind of one of his – last hits and it probably carried on the radio for a good a mm-hmm. good bit too um i got river of dreams advancing all right into my second round it's still rock and roll to me goes up against just the way you are uh, i like just the way you are to me it's still rock and roll to me wears on me pretty quickly uh and so i'm gonna have that go out here in the second round to just the way you are Man, I got it's still rock and roll to me up against Uptown Girl. And when you talk about wearing on you, I'm gonna have to have it's still rock enough rock and roll to me advance here because I think Uptown Girl wears on me quicker. Yeah, that's why I didn't have it advance. Uh, Piano Man for me going up against River of Dreams. I already said that Piano Man. It's gonna be a spoiler alert. Piano Man was the only one in my top eight uh, that it coincides with Jeff's. So Piano Man's going to beat out River of Dreams. Yeah, we're going to have a simili- similar uh, spoiler alert. We Didn't Start the Fire is going to advance here because I think it's already beat the best other song in the bracket. Apparently, uh, Joe agrees very much so. So, uh, yeah, I have We Didn't Start the Fire. Just the way you are against Piano Man, it's Piano Man. I got We Didn't Start the Fire. It's, it's, it, by, it's, when you ask me, think about Billy Joel, that's the song I say. Hmm. That's For interesting. Me. All right. Um, yeah, so, Jeff, I want to know where you put And So It Goes, because that is my number one. It's Brad's number one. Uh, it's We didn't agree on everything. Our last place song and our top song were the same, and that was it on the 122 Billy Joel songs that we ranked. Those were the only two that were the exact same. Um, so I guess 121 was the same, too. Um, because How do you rank 122 or something? Do you like? Did you have like a emulator to put them into to help you do that, or did you just straight? What we did was, what we did was, we had initial ratings of one to five on how much we loved them, or this is how I did it. I don't know how Brad did it, but how I did it was, I went through each song, I wrote a one through a five next to it. At the end of that, I looked at all the ones, put those in a group. All the twos, put those in a group, threes, fours, fives. Yeah. And then I just went through those and ranked those. Okay. Uh, it broke it down a little bit. Um, lots of fives, lots of fours. There were some threes, uh, very f- a few twos, very few ones. I will say, if you're looking to expand your Billy Joel palette, there are about 10 to 12 songs you shouldn't listen to. For any reason. Um, Where's the orchestra? No. Scandinavian Skies, trash. Those two, (laughs) super, super bad. Look, when a guy's got 122 songs in his catalog, there's going to be a couple that just are not good. So that's fine. Um, Those are the two that leap out because those were 122 and 121, obviously. 
uh, that I was just like, man, I don't know what Billy Joel was doing here, but not his best. So uh, I would love to know where Jeff has in So It Goes, because for me, that is the Billy Joel song. Well, we will wait to hear from Jeff from that. Let's uh, let's do let's the final go ahead and four. Put these head to head a little bit here. Yeah, let's look at the final what? four. I have Jump Around versus uh-huh. Crocodile Rock. Okay, I have Can You Feel the Love Tonight against uh, Stacy's Mom. Uh, yeah, I got. Dang, I I kind of had it going a different way, but now that I think about it, how I've done most of this bracket. The impact on me, my memories of the song, where it's come up. I mean, Elton John. Huh, I don't want to do Elton John like this. Uh, I gotta. You're gonna do him dirty. Now. If I'm doing Jump Around versus Crocodile Rock, heads up. Jump Around is more to my life, more to my music liking uh, than what Crocodile Rock has done. I'm not saying Elton John. House of Pain has the one song. Elton John has countless songs. And I would even put other songs ahead of Jump Around from Elton John. It just wasn't on our bracket. But if I'm looking at those songs heads up, yeah, I got to I gotta say Jump Around. And that's uh, it seems wrong to Elton, and I hate, I hate to do it. But just those two songs, this is where we're at. You know, it's all about matchups. So I got to be honest, and I'm, I'm going to put uh, House of Pain, Jump Around. Okay, well, while Stacy's mom has it going on, it's not as good as Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Uh, I will belt out Can You Feel the Love Tonight anytime it comes on on the Spotify or the iPod or the radio or whatever is being used to play music. Uh, love that song. Love The Lion King. Uh, that one goes out for John Leonard. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? John Leonard, huge Lion King fan, by the way. I'm, I'm glad he loves it. If you ever here. see John Leonard... He loves it when you say Akuna Matata. There you go. I'm going to remember that for next summer, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah, so in my summer. bottom of my bracket on my other side, I have All Night Long versus mm-hmm. We Didn't Start the Fire for Me. What do you got? I've got All Night Long, but I've got it going up against Piano Man. See, you're going to – I feel like I know where you're going to go because that's your number one guy. I have All Night Long advancing here because it's one of my all-time favorites. That's fine. I mean, you can do that. I don't have t-shirts of many songs. I do of that one. I don't have I don't have t-shirts of many artists. In fact, I have of maybe only one. Yeah, it's Billy Joel. I've got three Billy Joel shirts, I think. Maybe four. No, just three. But it's Piano Man beating all night long. Uh, and I've got I've got the showdown. I've got Elton John against Billy Joel. Mine sells. Uh, Leland has all night long against jump around, isn't it? Yeah. I'm a product of the eighties here. I think, uh, your music taste has grown up more than mine, apparently, uh, which makes me a little sick because I I like my choice of music. I like my range and I think you got good (laughs) range. I'm not, I'm not actually talking trash on you. I'm I'm actually having some, uh, awakening here about myself, but I will take all night long here because it's probably somewhere in my top. Mm. 10 or 15 songs all time anyway like if i was just making my top 15 songs i'm I'm sure all night long would pop in on it somewhere so uh i got i got lionel richie winning my bracket with all night long of joe's tough music bracket jeff's tough music bracket you said joe's who did i say you said joe's i'm glad it's recorded and i can we can use that as a like i know jeff i i know who made this 
Yeah. My uncle Jeff, we call him Joe, so maybe something went through my head there. Okay. <laughs> Again, thank you, Jeff, for making the bracket. Um, yeah, Leland, the right person. Leland has I all night. I, I don't know Jeff. I don't know who he is. Yeah, Leland said all night long is one of his top, well, you said top 15 songs of all time? Probably, man. I, j- I get down to that song. Uh, no, not even I in the conversation. Um, the real question for me, I think if I did a top 15, would be how many Billy Joel songs, a true top 15 how many Billy Joel songs would be in it? That's the only real question. Um, for me, I mentioned it. It's it's the sh- piano showdown, Sir Elton John against Billy Joel. I love Elton John. I'm a sucker for piano. But the piano man is Billy Joel, and I'm no dummy. So it's going to be piano man and Billy Joel winning Jeff's song bracket. I like it. That's good. That's good bracket, Jeff. Thanks for making it for us. Uh, it was it was well made. It was it made us talk. It made us think. It made us learn things about ourselves. So that's that's really what you want in a bracket. Yeah, we learned that Leland <laughs> likes a lot of modern stuff, and I'm you know more cultured. But <laughs> right. Thank you again, as Leland said. John Silver. You're more cultured, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a pirate. It doesn't get much older than pirates, Leland. Um, but <laughs> thanks again to Jeff for uh, making the bracket, as Leland said. And we'll see you in the D-Block. Time for the D-Block on the Yak Sports Podcast. And Joe, what is dominating my life? is a couple of these TV shows. One's new, one's a year coming back here. But in this last week, Ultimate Tag premiered on the Fox Networks. And then the Titan Games came back here on Monday night on Memorial Day with uh, The Rock hosting. So I know you're not a fan, but my kids love those. My kids love these competition shows, especially when they're uh, obstacle course or something like that involved. They they love themselves an obstacle course. So we kind of, you know, DVR them, watch them when we can. Uh, they like Double Dare a lot, and some of those things were callbacks from the past. But uh, so two new two new seasons starting right now, and I, I bet we kind of watch most of them. And it's just because our kids love it. Uh, you know, the Ultimate Tag. It's hosted by J.J. Uh, Watt and his two brothers, um, uh, T.J. who plays for the Steelers, and then their other brother, who uh, I guess I don't know his name because he's not in the league. Derek. But uh, they do they do a fine job. The problem with that show is it's kind of like a cross between uh, um, American Gladiators and, I heard it compared and a to that. of Tag, and there's a lot of corny character. Like, they have these, they have, like, the Gladiators that were on the old show. They have these, like, people that were, are supposed to be good at Tag, and, and they have these parkour guys, guys that are so much better than everybody else. Like, it's almost unfair that they're involved because they're just flying over stuff, and, and it's just, it's, it is unfair. But they also have, like, weightlifting people and, and other stuff and it like CrossFit champions. And they're just like, yeah, they're, they're physical beasts, but like for tag, it really doesn't work as well, but like they have little character. Like there's the nerdy guy who's like a track athlete star. Like he's not, and he's, he's just playing into being a nerd, but he's not a nerd. Like it's just irritating. Um, you know, one girl's acting like a cat. Like, I don't understand it, but, uh, the tag aspect, the games, the different courses, I think that's what's pretty cool about that show. Uh, so we watched that the other day. We'll probably continue. And then the Titan games. 
Uh, they actually made it a little better this year. Last year, you get these two guys, and you have the backstories for the. And there's always an emotional backstory, but then one would lose that first match, and they're gone. And then they'd face someone else, and it just seemed like it seemed like it was better if you showed up later. Now it's best of three between those two guys, and then they take on like a signified titan that that the rock is bringing and you know two of them are football players and another one's you know like they come from other things um not necessarily people you know but like they have some pedigree to them so uh i think that's a little bit better for the titan games this year i think it'll make it more interesting of a season um it still has its uh kind of ridiculous stuff but the games on that show is what i really like the challenges like they're having to use their strength to like swing and like push this thing off that's balancing and who can do it faster. Like the games of that are really cool and uh, usually very unique. I, I liked like the half moon one where they have like the centerpiece and both competitors have to climb a ladder and then run to that thing and then push them around. And they're like 15 feet in the air. So you get pushed off the thing and you have to you fall. Obviously there's wearing safety equipment, but it's just cool visuals. And, and uh, the games for that, I think are really pretty well thought out and, and uh, original. So I, I think my kids kind of get excited about that. This is what has me and my wife, you know, on Sunday afternoon after the kids have ran for two days or haven't run for two days because it's been raining. We like put up like sawhorses in the yard and use the swing set and have ropes and like make them obstacle courses for them to run through uh, because they watch these shows and they're obsessed with it. So it was fun to uh, watch that this weekend with them. And uh, they're excited about more of those and, and we'll be watching. I miss, you know what? That didn't come back. That's what should have come back during this pandemic is American Gladiators. And specifically, I I remember it came back a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't need that. Um, Good. But I think what I need from American Gladiators, and this is really the obstacle course at the end, obviously. It was good, yeah. Yeah. Trash but, can balls. The balls in the trash cans was always a great game. No, Powerball. I don't need Powerball. I, I love that. We the uh, trade Joust, which had the pugil sticks. Yeah, Joust was great. That needs to come back. And then I think it was called the Gauntlet. The one... And see, I think they changed it in the new one, and I didn't like it as much. But the old... I want the old one, where they've got the cannon that shoots the tennis balls at like 100 miles an hour or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, it was good. And they're trying to shoot the target over the head of the gladiator with various weaponry that is not nearly as powerful <laughs> as that cannon. <laughs> but those are the only two things in addition to the obstacle course I need. I'll shorten the episode. I'll make it fit in the 30-minute window. Give me those three things, and I'm good. Yeah. I'm gold. That's yeah, all I need each episode. Yep. That's all I need each episode. I don't need Powerball. Powerball's an insurance nightmare, I'm sure. Um <laughs> The other ones I've suggested are safer. Obviously, getting blasted with a 100-mile-an-hour tennis ball shot to the face is, you know, eh, maybe not <laughs> safe. But um, I enjoyed that. And, yeah, the new Gladiators were not as yeah, cool. Yeah. They they did they went away from the hokey, like, laser and yeah. uh, blazer and taser to quote dodgeball. But um, sometimes less is more. Sometimes less is more. And I think the old gladiators prove that and the new ultimate tag i think proves it the same because there's way too much going on there 
Yeah, I loved the old American Gladiators. That's what needs to come back out of that. But Saturday mornings, I used to watch that thing. Ooh. Oh, that was great television. Larry Zonka hosting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Urkel was on it one time. Urkel and Carl were on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> God bless them. But what is dominating my life is a series of podcasts I have discovered in this sportsless world. Usually I'm listening to only sports podcasts, but I'm a big fan of history, as uh, I may have mentioned once or twice before on the podcast. And there is a podcast out there, or a series of podcasts. There's actually three of them. One is American History. One is American Elections, Wicked Game. And the other one is called American Scandal Podcast. Uh, I highly recommend all three of those if you're a fan of U.S. history, because they, they delve into a lot of stuff. I've listened to every... I started at the beginning of you know, our country's history in terms of elections. I've worked up to 1812. I'm in the 18, or sorry, I'm in the 1808 election actually right now. Um, But I'm listening to that. And then uh, I'm also just finished the Exxon Valdez scandal. And that one is heartbreaking for a lot of reasons. Um, Mainly because they asked the question at the end, uh, you know, how does this compare to the Deepwater Horizon and what did we learn from the Exxon Valdez to the Deepwater Horizon? And the answer was not much. So that's heartbreaking, but um, it's still, I highly recommend it. Uh, you learn a lot in these podcasts and um, anybody who's a fan of history, again, American Elections, Wicked Game, American Scandal, and I think it's just called American History. Uh, they're all very, very good podcasts. Well, enjoy Taft's win there in that in that win there in 1908. That's not where I am. I'm in 1808, but in okay. 1808, I think you said 1908. Well, I said 1812, and then I said no. Yeah. 1808. One of those would be like a hundred years difference. So, yes. All right. What I know that you need to know is I watched like a 30 or a E60 about Ryan Leaf the other day. I watched that he had really got his life together. He had really, he was really admitting like some of the bad times that he uh, had had around being drafted. And, and, and he was going around being a motivational speaker for kids and really talking about, you know, the right way of doing things, the wrong way of doing things and really calling himself out on, on the wrong ways that he was doing things. And this is Ryan Leaf, the one that was, you know, neck and neck with Peyton Manning to be that first pick of that, what, 97 draft, 98 draft. And, um, their careers obviously went two opposite directions where Ryan leaf, you know, was out of the league, I think in three years and was yelling at reporters in locker rooms and just couldn't handle the pressure. Uh, and then there's Peyton Manning, which, you know, I don't need to go into what he's done. So I was actually light. I really Lost enjoyed seeing that he had gotten things right and was teaching like very, um, you know, self-aware of his wrongs from when he was younger and all that. And I, I thought it was great and great to see. So I was really uh, unfortunate to see, that he was arrested on domestic uh, violence charges over the weekend. So um, I I don't know any of the details of that, and I don't need to know it. I kind of I, the reason I mention it because I you know we're not here to to pile on on people's downsides. I hope there's more to the story, and, and maybe there's you know he's not um, this isn't as bad as it sounds or something for a guy that really seemed to have it together. I, I just hope the best for him is is what I'm saying is for a guy that I really didn't have much respect for. I gained a lot recently and so to hear bad news about him again um i'm hoping the best 
And even if it is bad, um, I hope he can recover and learn from it the way he has previously. Now he might need to do that away from the limelight because he's kind of re-entered the, the, the bright lights and he's being on ESPN for uh, E60. I think he was actually had an analysis role for ESPN right now. So from that, maybe that's better for him to not have cameras on him. Maybe he operates at a better there, but uh, I don't know. I just kind of hope the best for that guy. Considering the guy that was drafted ahead of him is probably my favorite quarterback of all time. Not saying best, just saying favorite. Um, it was, I just felt like I went full circle with Ryan leaf. And, uh, so hopefully he, uh, can have positive ahead of him and, uh, get back on track again. So your favorite quarterback all time is Peyton Manning. I love Peyton Manning. I think Joe Montana is the best quarterback ever, but I think Ryan leaf, uh, or excuse me, Peyton Manning, uh, he's my, I just, I always loved, I love that coach on the field. We haven't talked about this before. I, I love, I just like, I like what Peyton Manning does in the field. Now, I also like his personality off the field. I love when he had Saturday Night Live. I love the commercials. I love Peyton Places. I just, I like Peyton Manning as a person from everything that I'm aware of and know about. I'm, if there's secrets that I don't know, fine. But I, I like that coach on the field. It seemed like he knew every little thing that was going on the field. Um, and I, I guess... You know, I liked that he lost to the Steelers and the Steelers could go to the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I love Peyton Manning. I've always liked him. I guess he just came out of college at the right time for me to like him a lot. I always rooted for the guy. If it didn't, if it meant the Steelers could still advance or the Steelers were already out of it, I was rooting for Peyton Manning. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we're learning a lot about Leland. That's Not all of it good, obviously. When he's paired with my favorite golfer all time on Sunday, I was pretty excited to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Your favorite quarterback of all time? Probably Troy Aikman. Oh my god, a cowboy! I liked the Cowboys then. Yep. Troy cowboys. Aikman was good. I liked the Troy. Cowboys. Yeah, he was good. Troy Emmett. Man, those were the days. Jimmy Johnson coaching them. I hated the Cowboys, so you're not going to convince me. When any football was football. Uh, Okay, well, let's just get into what I know that you need to know. And this is actually, uh, to let people behind the curtain, take two on our recording here. Uh, but, and this is my fault because I want to change the ending uh, from what it was. After doing Jeff's bracket and listening to Billy Joel on the way to and from work, uh, it has inspired <laughs> me to uh, re-examine my Billy Joel list and the next five weeks go through a top 50, 10 a week at the end of what I know that you need to know. Um, I would do the whole list, but I feel like Leland would get mad. demographic are we aiming for in this podcast? I feel like Leland would get mad if I did all 122. So we'll just do the top 50. Um, so no soccer talk while we're doing Billy Joel talk. Is that a deal? No, because if soccer comes back, that'll be what's dominating my life. So, I mean, I've got two things at the end I get to pick. So this will be the what I know that you need to know, the uh, re-examining of the Billy Joel rankings, according to Joe, um, which, wow, when I was listening to those songs, brought back a whole flood of memories. I mean, we used to play this game called Diplomacy, which uh, is a board game, uh, super long. You only play it if you have nothing else to do the literal rest of the day because it takes that long to play. Um, but 
we would form alliance. You form alliances in the game. You can't win by yourself. And um, my brother and I would form an alliance with another friend of ours who was also a huge Billy Joel fan. Our alliance was called the Knights of Joel. Uh, at the beginning of each turn, we would quote a lyric or verse from Billy Joel, and then we would conclude and write our orders down and announce them. Uh, by saying, these are the words of Joel for the people of Joel. Thanks be to Joel. Um, so, obviously, um, after remem- having all those memories come back and listening to Billy Joel, uh, thank you, Jeff, uh, because, wow, it had been a while since I had gone on just a true Billy Joel playlist, on- or Billy Joel-only playlist, uh, and it was great. So, I will be doing 50 50- through 41 next week. Well, thank you, Jeff, for inspiring Joe. That's what we need in our life with yes. the more Billy Joel that we can get, I guess. Yep. Um, I will start to get us out of here with, uh, we don't wait on call out every happy birthday around here. I know just two weeks ago, actually probably just one week ago, we missed one of our uh, usual listeners, uh, you know, one of our, our traditional Yak Sports fans' birthday. I'm not going to call him out here either. But I will wow. call out my favorite fan of the X Sports podcast, and that's my mom. It's her. Mo- it's my mom's birthday. This is going to get drop out right on her birthday, so uh, she won't listen to it on her birthday. But she'll pick it up the next day or so. And uh, so, yeah, happy birthday to my mom. Uh, this is about the best gift I can give her. My sister one year gave her a granddaughter on her birthday, so I don't even try to top that. Um, so it's you. Just, you can't. You can't touch that. So uh, yeah, happy birthday to my mom. She, uh, I'm proud of her lately. She's really jumping into, I'm always proud of my mom, but, uh, wow. the whole, uh, zooming and online video and live video. She's really had to learn a lot with that lately. And honestly, a lot without my help, uh, because I'm not a good teacher for my mom with technology for some reason. And, uh, but she's done a really good job at, at learning that, uh, recently, like a lot of people have, but, uh, she's probably jumped She's probably had the most growth in, in technology learning of her life in the last uh, two months. So uh, happy birthday to her and uh, always, always good to call out a listener on her birthday, but most importantly, my mom. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mrs. McCray, from your favorite person on the Yak Sports podcast. <laughs> but that will do it for us on this week's episode of the Yak Sports podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod, Facebook Yak Sports Pod, or you can email us yaksportspod at gmail.com. If you have any other bracket or lists ideas, please hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or that email address that I just gave, uh, like Jeff did, to reach out to us and give us the song brackets, which again, thank you to Jeff Wright. And until next week, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. Be sure to share with your friends and family so that they will never miss another episode either, especially once sports start to come back, which it looks like the NHL might be first to that race, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week. Until then, folks, have a good week, and be safe. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.